Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Jordan Smith. And I'm Ben Smith. And you're listening to Yes Chef. This is the podcast where we go in search of our favourite chefs. Across some of London's top restaurants and top kitchens. Where we sit down and we find out what makes them tick. If you like food, you like chefs, you love this. Bon app. Hello, Yes Chef listeners. We're back with another episode. This week, we're speaking to James Cocker at 1251. 1251 in Islington. You might have seen this chef on Great British Menu. We got to the banquet, got to the final champion of champions. It was a real, real good one this week, wasn't it? It's a beast of a podcast. Should we just get ourselves tucked in, pal? Tuck up. Tuck in. Let's begin. Um, got some earphones there. Sweet. Tell me what you think, if you can hear yourself and if you can hear us and if it's good. Get yourself close to the mic. Yeah, okay, cool. So you're mates with Craig, aren't you? Yeah, Craig, oh. Yeah, he's, well, he, he taught me to cook. Did you really? Yeah, so I'm from Ulverston. I'm from his town. Oh, and, fair uh, enough. Because he, he texts me the other... Because te- I've, I've got two places down. I'm a chef as well. And basically, um, he taught me years and years and years ago. And he was like the one that wasn't a bully when I was 12. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's a good dude, isn't he? He's a top boy, mate. Top, top boy. Heart's in the right place, yeah, for yeah. sure. So it, was, it was great on GBM as well. We came out with some really good mates, actually, out of that. It seemed fair. like it, watching it, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, okay, on, cool. But, um, it, you're watching it, it was the first time, because I think they try and edit it to make it look like everyone's, like, arsy with each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't like that about it. I stopped yeah. watching it. But this one was like, bloody, everyone's kissing there was, everyone there on was, the lips. There was a lot of love in the building, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, we might as well, while we're talking about it, let's go straight into it. I mean, Great British Menu. Obviously, it's the most current thing now. When everyone, when did you do it? Like a year ago, right? I filmed it round in December last year when I did like the heats for like London Southeast, right? And then we did like the finals in February. So I've had to keep it quiet really for like about what six months or so. That must months. have been pretty hard keeping it under wraps. Yeah, it was too bothersome, yeah. Because like I won champion and champion, so um, so I was kind of itching to kind of tell everyone about it. So like my close family and friends knew, but we kind of once it got announced, it was like funny at last. You know what I mean? It hadn't really kind of sink in. It was a weird one. Because when we had, we had Craig on, I had a radio show, I had Craig on. And you could see it in his face. It was that, because obviously it was, di- I knew he was going to, it was done all right. Because, you know, he wouldn't go and tell everyone that you'd done this. And yeah, done exactly. terrible. But he, he, the way he was doing it was like, but I can't tell you. But the, the way it was, it was like, he's professional. And he was like, he'd been told, don't you dare tell anyone what's going on. Yeah, that wasn't my kettle of fish, basically. <laughs> was it a good experience? Would I do it again? No. I mean, I mean, I had a lot of sleepless nights. 
Yeah. There was a lot of stress. Do you know what Intense. I mean? Like, you look like you got stressed, man. Compared, I, mean, I, mean, I think it, some of them had been yeah. like before had realised that like this is going to get in your head. Yeah, because like Tom Brown and Ellis had done it before, so they kind of knew the format of what to go through. As I was kind of fresh to it. So, I mean... It's hard to believe you do 18 hours a day for half hour for half hour um, that's, show. That's mad. And you're repeating yourself over and over and over again. And then you've got the stress of competing with two other chefs. And then you put that in you a bit because like when the two other chefs are in there, like we were just saying about the editing to make it look a little bit like you're all after each other and it's now a bit pally this year. Is it weird kind of, do you get told to go, go on, ask him about his onions? Exactly. Well, you're like, oh, exactly. Tom, your sauce, mate, your sauce, mate. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. It over. <laughs> exactly. You want to help him. Yeah. But then, like, then you have to stand there and then watch his sauce boiling over. <laughs> For good oh, TV. Oh, by the way, mate, bit of TV over here, mate, sauce boiled over. So, um, yeah, that was kind of like how it was. Like, you kind of seen the series before as it's kind of like, there's a lot of chip on people's shoulders. Yeah, do you know what definitely. I mean? Like, they kind of want to bring a lot of animosity to the actual kitchen. But I kind of, the best thing I thought about it is that this, this year, everyone was so supportive of each other. And, you know, I mean, if I was going down or someone else going down, we'll back them up. But, I mean, for me personally, I've worked in the kind of kitchens where they're kind of trained to be a bit of a monster. Mm. When, I was, when I worked at Lebry and, they, and he kind of moulds you into someone that he wants you to, so he can trust you. So if someone comes onto a section, he knows exactly what you're going to be yeah. like with them. And, um, and it was kind of like that in the show. But, I mean, for me personally, I feel as I've kind of got older... Like, you I mean, you come to the kitchen every day and you work with people 18 hours a day. And I mean, for me personally, they're like my family. Mm. Yeah, so, be, so, like, so, yeah. like, so why am I going to, why am I going to start being harsh or rude to him or like making them feel uncomfortable? I mean, what's the worst thing about someone comes to the kitchen and they're scared of you? Well, you don't want to come to work for 18 hours if you're shit in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not good for my health either. No, of course. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you get a pot washer on there? Because it's the thing, you see a bloke just walking behind at the end. You yeah. know, like when you're all cooking, I think... He gets no, he's, he's doing it all. He's basically just milling around, mate, just laughing at you going down, basically. No, he's not really, you know. <laughs> he's not. We, we, we have a sous chef with us. And you choose your sous chef? No, we get, we get basically told our sous chef is, but how it works is they'll basically wear all your ingredients for you. But I mean, sometimes, I mean, as chefs, as chefs go, I mean, you go out and have a few drinks after, didn't you? So you find it worse to wear the next day. So was that happening a lot? Come on, uh, I, want some, I mean, we literally, we want I mean, you're a chef, so, like so you're, a chef, you're a chef, so you, you kind of know, like, work hard, play a little hard. So, For me, it's, I always get a lot of grief off my, off my other half, because she says, she finds it very weird, because not being a chef, she was like, why would you spend 14 hours in one, in one room, and then want to spend another hour outside the room drinking? Do you know what I mean? So why would you stay in the same place? You always, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't you want to rush home? And I'm like, well, you finish work at six. I finish at 11. So my day started at 11. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, exactly. Email, okay, exactly. Home, mate. But um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because like you do, like you have a drink and then kind with of- With your chef. Yeah, you, you, yeah, like why the hell do you want to spend 18 hours a day with him? And it's like, well, we've been grafting and we're all as a team. We all deserve a drink after work. And then it goes one, two, three, four. And then before you know it, you wake up in the morning with a hangover. So we're in 1251. <laughs> right? yep. We've had a little bit of a couple of like, bets for the last couple of weeks because I'm a massive Strokes fan and I was like is it, is it because of the address and he was like no it's 106 I was like right well it must be it's the Strokes isn't it yeah it's lately 1251 Strokes yeah so you're, it's your pedaling the Strokes you've got Tom Brown pedaling your two monkeys yeah I know mate who's next 
<laughs> we were trying to put bets on indie classics of 2004. <laughs> we're going for hot heat. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. So go on. What was the crack there then? So my mate, uh, my business partner, Dan over there, used to have a pub down the road, Steam Passage, on Upper Street. Right, okay. And um, I was doing pop-ups with like four of my best mates. We used to live in Canberra, so we called it Canberra Love. And uh, usually on Monday, Tuesdays, they're pretty quiet at the pub. So he was kind of like, do you want to come take over and do a pop-up there? And then like, it was going well there. And then New Year's Eve, he was like, do you want to take over and do well, pop-up risk, there? That's a risky one, New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. Hard time, because, because you're already, people you're, to eat. You already dropped before you got in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, that's, <laughs> so that's, exactly. that's, that's why I've got a kitchen porter guiding me around the kitchen. Um, and then we kind of all sat down at the end of it. And um, our friend Tobias, who lives in New York, was kind of like, I reckon we could be onto something here. And um, and they were like, well, we're all kind of busy at the moment, but we should look at doing a future project came on. And we all had a few drinks. And we were like, yeah, let's do this, let's do this. And then, bosh, 1241 Strokes came on. <laughs> and we were like... What a name, though. Yeah, and we were like, jobs jobs are good, basically. So we went from there. So if you think about the 12, turn it backwards, upside down, is 51. So the 12 is kind of the existence of this restaurant. And 51 is kind of separate entities on the back of that. So we have a few things in the pipeline. So we've got we've got our jerk beer coming in later on this year. Nice. So kind of a previous place of kind of where I was with James Cochran EC3. And the thing that was kind of renowned for that was my Jamaican jerk buttermilk chicken. Um, and in jerk spices, you kind of have kind of a lot of autumnal spices in there. So you kind of have star anise, allspice, pimento, so in this time of year, as we're kind of getting into autumn, we're going to be dropping like a jerk stout, but not with the spice, not with like with the Scotch bonnet spice, with them kind of autumnal flavours coming in. So at the moment, I've just been delivered 150 kilos of malt that I've got to smoke myself. Oh, Christ. Where are you going to do that? You're not going to fit that in here, are you? So I've basically got like a big CV machine, going to be with a little smoking gun, CVing five kilos at a time. Oh, so, my so, God. Yeah, so it's going to be a long, intense, but... It's going to be nice because I'm going to put so much graft into it to see the rewards at the end of it. And who's th- doing the start with you then? Brick Brewery. Right, okay. So I'm from South London, so we're well, not originally from Winchester Football, but I kind of go to their place quite a bit and kind of got well kind of connected with the people there. And we always kind of spoke about that. We would love to do a beer because we, we only supply the beer to here, basically. And we have kind of future plans next year with a couple of other things opening up. So they want to work long they want to work side, well, alongside us, basically. That's fantastic. Next year. And then the Scotch one at Jam that served with the jerk chicken. Had a sauce shop? No, I haven't, no. Um, basically, they're looking at making my own Scotch so one at Jam. you got your own Jam. So yeah. you're gonna, it's going to be everything. Jam hot, mate. That's brilliant. <laughs> jam beer. Yeah. Fried chicken. I there mean, go. I mean what else do you need, really? That's the dream right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, so how good, was it good doing the pop-ups around here, then? Because obviously you've been working like high end for quite for a while haven't yeah, you? yeah and then what did you just decide right i've had enough i need to go on my own yeah i did it on my own and i think you could save a lot of chefs who have no clue about business do they all i know is how to cook i was going to call my business learning curve catering <laughs> <laughs> honestly for the first two years i mean like you do don't you but i quite like that i quite oh. like just diving in and not doing a year's of like night school to learn yeah, exactly i, I, I would have signed up to be fair I probably could learn quite a lot mate <laughs> so i did a pop-up and i failed straight away because i mean you lost loads of like money-wise or just... No, just like, all you know how to cook them. I don't know how to market. 
Yeah. I'd ask do any of that crap. Sorry. It was the social. This is the thing that me and you've talked about, but um, you know, with the social media aspect of it, you can be in the kitchen all the time and it's like, I don't, I'm not going to take a picture of my bloody food. I'm, I'm cooking it and getting it out. Do you know what I mean? It's having that again yeah, exactly. and learning on your own. So you were on your own when you do the pop-up or you with. Yeah. So I had my, like, my, th- my four best mates. So we also live in Camberwell and I kind of quit work because I was like, well, you could do pretty right money if you do a couple of days and you can make like about four grand or so. Mm. And um, I was like, well, if we do this like once a month or twice a month, a little bit of money in the pocket, innit? And plus get my name out there. Yeah. And this was kind of before, like before Instagram really kind of Twitter kind of hit. So it's kind of like Facebook. You know what I mean? My was it really, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was it really that, kind of, them did. yeah, exactly. So um, I did it once. I failed miserably. Like, and it's so funny because I think any chef, you always believe in your product, don't you? Believe, yeah, you believe, you believe in your products. And, um, and it just, Kane had no clue about marketing. So then I got my mates back involved. I was like, I need to kind of learn a little bit from each of you. Because one of my mates did marketing. Mother, so basically at work, there was five of us. So I was a chef with my other best mate. My mate would take care of all the booking. My mate would do the marketing and my mate would do the front of house. So it was a good team. That's so I nice. kind of went back. Yeah, and like these mates I've known since I was like 11, 12. We all lived together. So it was a... Uh, it was a good group of friends and um, they kind of helped me quite a bit kind of to push my foot through the front door and learning a bit more kind of on business side of things like that. And then, um, yeah, and then we did the pop-ups and then I guess we know everything happened with James Cochrane EC3 that I don't think we need to kind of talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's that. an interesting one, that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll skip that, it's fine. Yeah, well, we, we should go, just, I yeah. think we should just, con- you know, we're concentrating on this place. I mean, like, so how long ago was that to get yeah, you know, this I restaurant? Mean, so we did that and then did a pop-up over in Hackney called Fix with my best mate. And that went pretty well and that kind of just finished. And then um, and then kind of got approached with the whole James Cochran things. Of course, did that. And then Dan was come working at me at James Cochran EC3 for a bit to see if he can kind of work with me because we kind of spoke about let's do something together. But I think he had to kind of really come work with me to kind of stand and we kind of gelled. We kind of clicked. Plus he's a Spurs supporter. <laughs> Plus he loves Formula One and we love hip hop. So There you go. So, there yeah. you go. So we were kind of like, we were, we, were, we were like bromats already. So everything kind of happened with EC3 and then we were just kind of ready to kind of do our own thing. And Dan, I kind of put a lot of trust in him. He was kind of like, James, all I want to do is to focus on the food. That's what you need, isn't it? And I would take care of all the stuff that basically you're not really interested in. And he delivered. We've got this place. And um, and it ticks all my boxes. I mean, for me personally, I've worked in fine dining. And um, for me, I don't like fine dining. Uh, I find it really kind of pretentious. I mean, I don't like to go out and get my chair pushed behind me. I don't really like when they offer the mail, the wine list. I don't really like wine being poured for me. I mean, yeah, it's a great place to learn. But for me, my my ideal night out is sitting in the corner with a few bottles of wine and a mate and having a good time and, and eating good food. So the ethos here really is um, it's just a relaxed environment. We love our hip-hop, we love our soul, we love our funk. Um, the service is really relaxed and just really just like showcasing kind of my roots really. So a bit of Scottish influence in there. Well, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, a bit of Scottish influence there, I was trying to think there. And um, a bit of kind of my Caribbean roots, I'm originally from Whitstable. So it's kind of a lot of fish heavy on the menu. Mm. 
Yeah, I definitely get that vibe. I was in here, I had Sunday lunch uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. you're right with the with the the staff, just super friendly because they just chat to you, and it's good because yeah, exactly. you get to ask questions and chat through the menus and drinks and help you out and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's def- good, definitely good. Yeah, vibes, I think it's yeah. Good, I think it's a good thing to get. You know what I mean? Like we don't have a demographics. Like we don't have like a 25 to 35 or, 30 or whatever. We believe we want every walks of life to come in here from all over. I don't want anyone to kind of feel animosity coming to here and just feel mm. relaxed and that's it's a lovely difference. location as well I think this I think Upper Street in general I think you just see so many different you know like people our age people old people young yeah. but it's really nice and it always, always makes you feel like proper London <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean when you're not from like for me and you coming here there is there is as well because you go down to Angelhead to Hyper Instant it's a completely different yeah. group of people like crowd of people but I kind of feel that more independent restaurants are hopefully going to come along here I'm going to want to say goodbye to the chains. I think it's day and age that people are so interested in food. It bollocks me if I got a Cafe Nero. Oh, I said, just leave immediately. What are you doing in there? <laughs> I, got, I felt awful. I'm only, for a, I'm only meant for a latte. Do you know what I mean? All the independent coffee shops around here. I'm sat in Cafe Nero. <laughs> but it's true. But I think over here, it used to be like five, six years ago, it was loads of chains. Calu- yeah. I didn't realise Caluccio's, like, things like that, all the big things are going. Because I think, they're not making enough money they're not, because because they need want to, to make them. a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, let's give an example like yard sale pizza. More, I mean, and you've got Prezzo's. So many people are interested in food this day that people can go to more independent pizza joints. They rather go to Prezzo's. I think a lot of a lot of the chain restaurants are supported a lot by a lot of tourists. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, it's what they know. Yeah, I mean, if my yeah, mom and yeah. dad, if my mom and dad come here, they got a common garden. Cafe they Nero. just see, no, but they just see, they just see what they know. Yeah, exactly. And it might freak them out a bit. And what they think is, it was, it's different for us because we live in London. Oh, we know it's actually the same price, if not cheaper. They just think, oh, if we go to Wagamama, it's going to be a cheap meal. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually yeah, more expensive yeah, yeah, than going yeah. for a proper decent meal. You yeah. know, it's just, it's safety, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, comfortable and if, blanket. And if you don't know, yeah, you know what you know. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So I'm hoping, really, kind of, for more chain restaurants to kind of be closing around this way, and hopefully, see some more independence. Because I feel that places are going bankrupt these days. I think Prezzo's and Gauchos and a couple others. And I feel that the premium is going to drop. Because what would happen, that premium would stay high. And then another Nando's or something would come along and the premium would stay here. But I think it's kind of fizzling out now along Upper Street. And the premium is going to drop. And it's going to make it more accessible for more independent restaurants, I hope. And I hope we're kind of the start of the new wave that's going to be happening. Because you've got Old Roy's just down the road there. That's been doing well for the last few years. You kind of got here. And then you kind of got a few independent places, like kind of a few Turkish places, a couple of gastro places. And Chicken and Sour just popped up down there. Did so, it? Yeah. Mm. Mint. Yeah. Yeah. Massive fan of my massive fan of chicken. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Chicken Sour is good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. We yeah. live near the one in um, Dalston, don't yeah. we? So. We do, yeah. Should we, um, should, we go, should we get on? Because I could talk about the restaurants all oh, day now, but okay. I think we should get back on about um, <laughs> what we were here for. <laughs> I'm going to take it back a little bit. We're going to get into kind of the, your first food memory. What's the first thing you can remember about, about food, whether it was good or bad? Um, it's, always, it's always good to be a chef. Yeah, I'm okay. Sorry. Like So the first day of restaurant I worked at was called Wheeler's Oyster Bar in Whitstable. And... Um, my family, my parents used to always take me there in my high chair, well, with my like in my push chair. And it wasn't really a thing to shout about as being a chef, but the first thing I remember eating was crab sticks. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's different. And uh, 
They're just and, bright orange. Yeah, yeah. Just never change the color. Yeah. And I mean, what the hell is some crab sticks? I still don't know to this day. Not crab. <laughs> Not crab. I've um, seen a crab. And and that was kind of like my first kind of memory. And um, and believe it or not, I ended up working there for five years. I've got a just mad. I've got a postcard in my in my front room because me oh, and really? my missus went on like our first weekend away at Whitstable. Went in there and they sell little port. Oh, it's, like, it's a very famous place, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love a bit of Whitstable. So you grew up there? Yeah, yeah. That's my first restaurant I worked at. I worked there five years. I like, I'm going to shed a tear, mate. Honestly, I love that place to bits. It's like... It's, it's so small. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like from beautiful. the outside, you look in, like it's a bit like a little French. Kind yeah, exactly. Of, you know? Exactly. It's like, um, so Delia is like my second mum, basically. Well, yeah, she's my second mum and uh, she kind of tipped me under her wing. So it's been this in 1856. Yeah, since 1856. And uh, she's originally a gypsy and it's just gone down through generations of the gypsy family. So she's like a, you know what I mean? She she still has a gypsy tendency. She won't throw anything away. She's like a massive hoarder and she just looks after every single staff member there. So before we opened up here, I was back down in Whitstable living upstairs actually there for like wow. a couple of months living. Eating on, crab sticks. Yeah, mate. Bringing back some <laughs> great memories. Um, I kind of brought in my palette then but it was nice and then I was then we just got a beach hut and I was sleeping on the beach hut on the beach in the summer it was just like you know when you leave London and you go away and you just like recharge your batteries it was kind of like that and it was just and Whitstable you know it's just a nice place stunning place I, I think I, I wanted to look in um, a place to see how much a beach hut had cost to buy I was like have you been have you been to Whitstable Oh yeah, yeah. Them stunning little coloured beach shots on. Yeah, I was like, can perfect. I sleep? And they were like, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I obviously am going to sleep. Who doesn't sleep in a beach? Yeah, exactly. Who leaves at night? <coughs> but I um, mean, it's a gorgeous place. It's a nice place to go. Oh mate, I mean, I think when you're kids, anyway, you live like you don't really appreciate it until you go back when you're older. Never. Yeah, true. And, um, That's so true. And everything's boring, isn't it? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. What have you it's done crap. at school? Yeah. Oh, now. It's yeah, exactly. Here. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just I've got so much love for that place. I mean. I would love to go back and live there one day. Um, I would love to have a restaurant back there. Just like once we'll see how all 21 goes, everything like that. But... So what band would you name that restaurant afterwards? There's any Whitstable bands? There's no, well, Whitstable, well, there's no... Well, madness. Well, no, no. Suggs lives in Whitstable. Even Does though, he? Yeah. I can imagine that yeah. now. A lot of comedians live in Whitstable now. Yeah, there's, it's an eclectic crowd of people. Mm. Live there. It's odd, like the posh market, isn't it? People, yeah, people yeah, couldn't yeah, afford yeah, to yeah, buy yeah, the rent. Exactly, there. you're correct. People who couldn't afford yeah. the rent went to Margate. Yeah. And I was born in Margate, so nothing to shout about there either. Um, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a new place, it's, it's, it? it's, it's kind of trickling down before because like, I think the bad thing about Whitstable as well is that Londoners are kind of taken over, bumps up all the prices. And now it's just kind of a weekend town. Yeah, so they're losing a lot of trade for the week, unfortunately, because everyone's, all the people at kind of been pushed out. But I mean, yeah, I've got so much love for that place. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. So who was the cook in your house growing up? Oh, my mum. Yeah, yeah, like, um, I knew from age, like nine years old, I wanted to be a chef. Wow. Um, so my parents, for funny reasons, decided to send me to a nunnery. Don't ask me why. Um, I think my dad had kind of big aspirations for me to be... Priest? Yeah. <laughs> Not religious, but... I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would go down. Um, probably drink most of the wine, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and he kind of aspirations for me to be like a lawyer, barrister. And I was kind of being pushed at early age to kind of like figure out what I wanted to do. And... Um, I remember I used to cook my mum a lot, like I remember vividly 
when the bananas would go off, we would make banana bread and stuff like that. Like there was no kind of wastage in the house. It was all kind of really a lot of home cooking. And mum's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I want to be a chef. And um, really from then it was like, I knew what I wanted to do from age of nine. So, That's very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so funny, like, because my mum was from the Caribbean, West Indian, there's a lot of West Indian influences into a Sunday roast. Wow. Okay. So we'd have like a jerk lamb leg with plantain, breadfruit, roast potatoes, Yorkies. Um, it was a, looking back, it was an odd. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Sounds <bloody> lovely. <laughs> it was slightly odd, to be honest with you. Um, but, do you know what I mean? I think that's where I kind of got my, my, my roots kind of, do you know what I mean? Because I've got it, my Scottish or my English and then the Caribbean kind of roots coming through. But yeah, my mum was like, a massive cook and we would always cook together and nothing was out of a tin. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sound snobbish, but I'm not, I'm barely even baked beans in my life. Do you know what I mean? I'm not really yeah. So we just used to all the time having good, yeah. fresh. Yeah. Good fresh produce. Yeah. Was there like a signature thing or you just try and jerk roast? Well, my favorite meal of all time is a roast. Me too, mate. I do a proper northern roast at my place. Oh, yeah, that's thing we, go on, shout out the I address. Go, go, go. 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 No, but you know, I, 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 the thing for me... <laughs> Two for one the, on a Wednesday. Yeah, no, yeah, no, look at this. He, he's there though, queuing, isn't he? Where is your place? Um, it's called The Hand of Glory. Here we it's go. In, I've got a place called The Hand of Glory in Hackney and a place called Bruce. The Victoria in Dalston. Okay. So it's um, it's like it's an old it's, a, it's kind of like a pagan pub. But I have the ki- I take over kitchens basically in nice. places. Okay. But the roast, I, I think for me, it's because I'm from the Lake District. So when yeah, I used to nice. on a Sunday, Grandad used to take me walking, come home, Jesus Christ, you're starving, obviously. Even the the it's just a family thing, isn't it? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? It's it all, everyone together, together, everyone happy, and then you fall asleep to points of view. Do you know what I mean? Or that kind of yeah, or like yeah, country yeah, fire yeah. or something like or that. Sort of, sort of praise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's always on. <laughs> or Antiques Roadshow. I can still hear that tune, you know. fantastic so yeah so constant fresh produce when you're going up and then you're like i want to be a chef like we always say i mean we always say about you know oh god what's that question (laughs) sorry i'm just thinking i feel i feel awkward now for shouting out my own business (laughs) oh two or seven what's it yeah i know we wanted to you started started with like your first food memory being crab sticks yeah so we always ask this this question around um your relationship with food growing up but We've, we have some of the responses we had, you know, everyone, as a kid, you kind of hate vegetables, but I know straight away, you're, you're not going to say this. Because I was going to really answer that, No, yeah. I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, I don't like is eggs. Oh, wow. 87, Edwina Curry was on. Easter uh, must be a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I was two years old, Edwina Curry's on TV. It was, it was kind of kicking off about salmonella. And I was two years old, just in my nappy. I went to my man, I'm not eating eggs anymore. From then, not eating eggs. Freaked you out. Mate, I just do a scotch egg. I could do that, but just like, you know, you'd have a lovely fried egg and the yolk looks beautiful. And I think, yeah, I could eat that. And then as soon as I put it in my mouth, that just, that, that. Oh, wow. Gone. So many chefs have so many like, like little things. Like someone didn't like vegetables after getting dyed red. One, one chef we interviewed was like, I just, I can't stand vegetables. When I was a kid, I used to get them dyed a different color and Jesus all this. Christ. It's like, that is serious. I used to just eat anything. I think my nana used to like, if I didn't eat all my food, I used to get a stare. Like, yeah. like, come on. Like, I wouldn't leave the table unless I eat everything. I ate everything. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of told. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. needed. It's kind of lost these days, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Favorite food, though, for you? What's your favorite food? 
right now. It's I mean, like you obviously, if you if you're saying you're hating eggs and you're not doing that, I mean, when you were a kid, what was the food okay, that you bust okay, off? Okay, like, you can't at, say crab sticks moment, again. At the moment, what I'm no, I want your kid answer. I want the I want the thing you look forward to because it's always that day, isn't there? It's like for me, it was fish and chips and angel delight. Oh, strong! I like angel delight. Yeah, what flavor though, isn't it? There's two but, in butter there. Scotch, butter scotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would literally just like get the milk and fork in the in the measuring jug. Just mix that up just before dinner, sit in the fridge, and I'll just be spooning that. Just, oh, just, oh, I'd just, do the same, but with peas pudding. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I grew up in a bakery, so it was just constant bread. I was I was a fat kid for a while because of that, you know what I mean? But now, obviously, bread's looked at as if it's like crack. Everyone, yeah, everyone hates bread for some reason. Yeah, it's, like, it's true, isn't it? Give us a break. Exactly, it's true. You know what I mean? I look, See, constant bread, constant cakes as a child for me. Oh, hey, you had a hard year, didn't you? <laughs> and then my grandma opened a sweet shop next door. Amazing, mate. No, it's terrible, mate. It was a dream childhood, mate. It's not, it's You're not. You're wired all the time. I was off my head. <laughs> off my head in maths, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you remember when the E-numbers thing came out, though? Because, you know, I used to drink Cokes, and I'd literally run around garden centres off my head. Do you know what I mean? But, like, the E-numbers. Yeah, yeah. You were like, oh, he's had E-numbers. <laughs> and I used to like that, just smashing the Smarties, a couple of yeah, iron exactly. bars, and I would just run at walls. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ben. <laughs> about my youth. <laughs> right, let's get back on it. Let's get um, first job in the kitchen. Um, Wheeler's Oyster Bar. Shout out. Um, yeah, it was kitchen poor. Start when I was like, no, start when I was like 12, 13. Just like washing dishes. Kind of learned a little bit more, did a bit of waitering, stuff like that. And then um, it was kind of like cracking crabs and cracking lobsters, serving like pretty basic with just like a salad and new potatoes. And then she progressed more and more into like the cold kind of fish. Did some filleting, prepping scallops, mussels. It's pretty, well, so, pretty decent for a kip, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, like for like 14, 15, I was like cooking on the stove there. See, that's the thing. And, and, and that's why fish is like so close to me because we would get people that come out the back, into the back of wheelers, We've been out just doing a bit of sea fishing, bringing in just like, I kid you not, I have this memory of this skate wing and I was trying to, you have to kind of cut around him, rip the skin off and it, the tent when nerves, where you're getting nerves, which oh, is yeah. flapping oh, wow. the hell out. And Terrifying. I was, yeah, I was bricking myself. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? And, um, <laughs> and it was just, yeah, just this amazing produce that, again, not all of it's on your doorstep, but... It was like, this is all pretty interesting, you know what I mean? And trying all these new flavours and I was kind of pretty lucky because some people still are quite wary of fish, even at this age. Yeah, it's um, mad. And yeah, it was just a great place and just a great team. And I always used to like, I used to be a sugar fiend then as well. And, um, numbers, yeah. and I'm like the clumsy as hell. Like I put myself in hospital so like 13 times in like 10 years or something. A lot of it's due to the kitchen as well. And I'm clumsy as hell and I used to eat all the sweets, creme brulees, bread and butter puddings. I remember get this time we had this um, chocolate marquez. It was like milk, white chocolate and dark. And I was running around in the fridge and basically pulled it out and just dropped this whole thing on the floor. That day as well, I set a light to my finger when I was burning a creme brulee and I dropped a bread and butter pudding on the floor. And he was just like, I don't think the chef is for you, basically, mate. Like, I think you should really just, just like concentrate on putting some stabilizers on and like supporting yourself, walk around the kitchen, mate, because it's not for you. It's a dangerous place. You forget, don't you? When, you, when yeah. you're that used to it, yeah. it's like, I had a mate who came in, joined me, I'd seen for ages. I said, come in the kitchen, have a pint. Well, I was just, it was close, I was prepping. And he was like, 
Everything's hot. Everything's turned on yeah. constantly. You've got fryers here, you've got an oven here, and you're it's just a hazard going, everywhere. Cha, cha. And every time you bend over, I always think to myself, how do I not knock that yeah. gravy thing on my back? It's every Sunday, I always think, if I get that gravy on my back, it's, it's done. Yeah. It's done. I mean, you just get used to it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I should have listened to this body because I've had some absolute howlers. Come on, let's like, talk about howlers. I, want, I, I love I, this stuff. I remember when I was at Lebury, and uh, you know, like the big Hobart machines? Yeah. And the hook never hits the bottom of the bowl, does it? Because it causes friction. So we're making some salt crust, and I went to... Um, you didn't put your hand in, please tell me. No, it was off. It was off. It was off, Oh, of thank God. So I went to put my hand in to hit the bottom because the flour needs to mix it into salt crust. Bang, hits the shoulder on bone. Because <laughs> sideways. Um, so that was that one. And then um, we used to do risotto of squid. So you just get the squid, layer it on top, freeze it, took the corner of the finger off. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and I used to work with Craig. I told you about Dinted Darren, didn't I? Oh, God, I get this in. So I used to work with Craig. I mean, Craig, we used to work with this lad called Darren. He had a dint in his head. So we used to call him Dinted Darren, right? Poor boy. boy. <laughs> but it was, it was a fantastic pastry chef. But he was a bit slow and he had flat feet, right? That's all I remember. And he was like, I was, I was 12, right? And he was talking to me and I was peeling. And he was, you know, like some... When they're a bit older, they get a bit show-offy. Yeah, you know of I mean? course, yeah, yeah. And he's slicing ham and he was looking at Savage. me. Savage. And I was just like, this is going to go wrong. And I'm just there peeling at 12, saying, just keep your mouth shut. You eat the brush again. And then he just, <laughs> he looks at me going, giving me loads of grief. And then he just went, and took the top of his thumb off. And went, I was like, didn't I, Darren? And he just went, and, and then he picked up his thumb and ran out. It was horrible, man. And then from that day, I was like, right, I am going to watch everything because I'm yeah. not losing this thumb. Yeah. No way. I like to click, you know what I mean? I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not having Darren doing that. But, the, but I, the head chef's meant to be the the one that's not clumsy, James. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really cook much these days, so. <laughs> that's like, I, I still, I still graft in the kitchen most days. Like, but as you get older, you get more wiser, don't you? Do you know what I mean? And then you get a missus that kind of levels you out and says like, no, you can't ride home drunk, James. You can't do that kind of stuff. Like, you look after yourself a bit more, so. It's true. Doing 18 hour days, it always is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on eight, eight days straight this week. Oh, wow. I'm doing eight till midnight one. So I'm still doing the hours in, do you know what I mean? So you must have got a bit of a kick since Great British, though. Like, it must have been like, cause they, well, champions are champions. Everyone talks about that. Yeah, let's get on that quickly. Have a little bit into middle in the middle. So did, did your face, I, I've watched that three times now because I was like, I was to do a bit of research. I watched yeah. the whole thing because obviously Craig was in it, you were going to be in it, Tom Brown's in it and all yeah. that. It was quite an emotional end to it wasn't it yeah I mean I'm going to be honest like no one knew about me before the Great British Menu I'm not saying that like I'm the Don now because I'm, I'm still just, you can say it it's fine we'll back nah. you <laughs> I still I still keep myself grounded as well but I mean I kind of really went there as like okay this is going to be just a good experience I'm not even going to get through to the regions and the Monday to Thursday were grueling, like was proper stressful. And I, be honest with you, I didn't really go in there proper. Like I hadn't really done any of the dishes before I'd actually gone onto the show, but I knew the flavors kind of worked together. So I kind of went in there, and on the Friday, like when it's me and selling, I was like super, super relaxed because I was like, okay, finally I can go home now. Uh... It's, it's done. It's it done. is what it is type thing. Yeah, I've done, it my, is what I've it done is. my piece. It's done. Then I go through and I'm like, what, geez, this is mental. Mental. 
And then you kind of, and then I was kind of so like, I was like, because you watched the previous series before and there's a lot of chips on people's shoulders. There's a lot of beef in the kitchen. I was really not my cup of tea. Then to kind of go through it all and then you kind of get your dish to the banquet and then you win it. You're like, it's just nuts. Nah, it's, it's nuts. You know what I mean? Like it's such a great journey though. Yeah. They liked you as well. I think the judges from watching it, because I, I guess you didn't, I guess you didn't watch it like I watched it. Do you know what I mean? I was watching I haven't watched any of it. So that's the thing. When watching it, they really liked you and your style too. I think yeah. they like the honesty of it. And I think the, I think a lot of people, since I've been watching it's kind of got a bit bells and whistlesy, has not it? Yeah. So when it. you've got sirens going out and, you know, and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, it's a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I think they like the honesty of, the, if you look at all the dishes that yeah. won it this year, there's no crazy ones. No, I mean, if you look at it when I was with Tom Akins, everyone goes, like, how would you give yourself a 10 and 9? I was like, I think I was giving myself a 6 and a 5 because I knew everything that he's saying was completely correct. I'm not going to lie about the situation. I'm not going to lie to a chef that, who's renowned for that good. So I've kind of just went there really just humble through the whole thing and every day was a learning curve for me because I think as a chef, you're always learning every day, aren't you? So... I mean, to come out of Champion Champions, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a great achievement, really. It's crazy. It was yeah. nice having a little hug with your brother. Yeah, so yeah. It, kind of, it was emotional. Kind of got emotional. Yeah. So I've been to Spain and my mate's been watching it in Spain. He's a big, big Cook Chef fan and all that. And he was like, I think he's a joy. He's like, I cried too, mate. Yeah. He had a little wee <laughs> at the end as well. And yeah. I was like, that's a nice thing, though. To have people yeah. going. I got, I got a lot of DMs. People like messaging me saying like, because like you said, like every single person knows someone who's been affected for illness and been side support for NHS. So you, you're always going to touch someone somewhere, aren't you? If it's to deal with my story or Tom Brown's or Ellis's or whatever, the whole of the great British menu. And there's been just so much love and kind of support. And like, we kind of feel your pain kind of, of course, going through it all. And we love the whole journey of it. And there are a lot of tear emojis. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think I've done my family proud, done my mum proud. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Can't really ask for anything else, really. I love your brother too. Yeah, top, I love it. Top, 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 <laughs> top, 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 yeah, top boy in road, mate. Yeah, he's, he's he's like yeah. He's me and him are like sound as hell, man. Like, Can he cook? <laughs> I wouldn't employ him my kitchen. <laughs> <man. laughs> I've never known someone to concentrate on peeling potato. Yeah, but that's the thing. He's probably, probably it's scared like, to get bollocked by you. It's like, He's just trying to keep hold of his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> he must like thinking that as well. Dinner, do you know what that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's go back to the old... Um, well, just when you were saying before, you kind of, you, before you went into the first episode and you, you went in there with no kind of real plan on your recipe, you just kind of knew that the flavours would work together. Yeah. That's mad interesting. It's, so when, when, when did you realise that you had confidence in your own ability? In Great British Menu or... Just in, just, in just, life. Just in, in life. Being yeah, a yeah, chef, yeah. you know, obviously. Um, you know what, like... So before Great British Menu, you work at any kind of restaurant and you're kind of moulding into that restaurant. So if you if you if I worked at Lebury for five years, Lebury is all I know. So you kind of leave there and you're doing your own food, but it's... It's, it's very Lebury kind of style where you kind of got 12, 13, 14, 15 components on there. And I mean, it, it took me like a good, probably like two years to really kind of understand the kind of style and direction of food that I wanted to go with. 
I mean, if you're kind of honest, like no plate on the menu has any flow. <laughs> like every single one is different, and every single and all my for me personally, like my dishes, I like to punch a lot of flavor in there, and of course the dishes all have to gel and a good like texture and acidity on there. And I think I really kind of work those elements. And now, like, I mean, I'm still learning as a chef. And it's very hard for me to kind of... It's so funny because with food, it keeps evolving so quickly, so quickly, so quickly. And, and you want to try and keep up. And I mean, now the kind of style of food is like literally one, like the protein and one puree and that's it. And let, and let the product speak for itself. I'm kind of losing direction of where the question is no, going. No, it's really. fine. It's fine. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it did take me a good couple of years really to find my direction of food. And and you kind of understand the style of flavors. I mean, for me, it's I'm taking elements from here to here to what I know from Whitstable. And, um, and if you kind of look at all the kind of the dishes that we go through the Great British menu... It's all stemming from one of the three roots. So you've got the coconut life, you know, it's going to be coming from the Caribbean. You kind of got the Scottish lobster, you know, it's coming from Scotland. Douglas first Scotland. Cider from Whitstable. The mushrooms coming from Kent. So. It's a really important thing to you. Yeah. Um, my roots is what I put on my plate. And as long as I keep in three elements. And then you're bringing kind of. It was different flavors all around the world, but if you kind of got the core ingredients, then I mean, modern British, what's that mean this day and age? It's just anything and everything, isn't it, really? Yeah, but it goes back to like honest food, yeah, because that shines through more than anything, yeah, exactly. And and I think people kind of see myself on a plate, and that's what I try to do, really. And put a smile on people's faces. That's the most important thing. That's my ethos. So what was the first dish that you created that kind of was a bit of a light bulb moment? Were you a bit like, hey, up, I'm not yeah. bad at this? I remember this quite vividly as well. Like it was um, at the Harwood Arms. Um, salmon, Scottish. I did treacle cured smoked salmon um, with a whiskey and apple jelly. How Scottish is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, smoked cod's row, apple, rye, Mustard crisps. And I had that dish probably on for like three, four years of like my kind of pop-ups and here and I kind of got to this point. I was like, that dish was relevant four years ago. But that dish is not relevant now. And like every, I still love plating it now. But it was but, hard losing. It was hard yeah, not yeah. Playing, letting go. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to split up. Yeah. It's hard to let go of it. Yeah. It's got a very emotional touch to that salmon. Um, and that was like my kind of first dish. I was like, now I kind of know the direction of food I want to go in. It's like my first kind of roots dish. And the next one was the buttermilk Jamaican jerk chicken. That I you did, never I, let that go. Everyone nah. loves that. Well, do you know what I mean? It comes down to comfort food, doesn't it? Mm. Like, of course it does. You, you, you come home like any day, any time of the day, a bit of buttermilk chicken for me. Like, it's my favorite food on the menu. I could have, like, it could be, I went up, of course, I'm fine, but it could be beef, or it could be scallops, or it could be any, like, kind of really nice kind of produce. But for me, just a bit of fried chicken, a bit of scotch bonnet jam, I could just, and a beer, and a and spurs. And, you, and you're all. <laughs> I'm happy. Should we talk about some of the um, favorite 
places you like to go to eat. So when you're, you know, not spending 18, yeah. days, 18 hours a day in a restaurant. Um, I think like as you kind of get older, it's not like, okay, this week I'm going to go to Hyde or this week I'm going to go to like kind of Michelin star or like, for me, it's like, where I live in like Peck and Rye, it's Dutch area. I've got a really good place around there to eat. So for me, Mr. Bao, Taiwanese mm. place, it's really, really good. Bam, bam, Vietnamese. So I guess kind of talking about punching a lot of flavour, a good like pizza joint, coal rooms, just like you don't have to break the bank to have good food. And that's really kind of like, for me, fits in the boxes Sunday out with my, my, my dog, my missus and a couple of mates, just having a good few beers, a bit of football, good bit of food. I mean, dishes that stand up for me. Just obsessed with Mr. Bow, to be honest with you, mate. The steam buns are just on point. I've never been. And, and I'm a massive, I've got a massive obsession with Negronis. I did, I mean, I've, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I have blood running from my veins, to be honest, there, and they do massive, great plum Negronis. But yeah, yeah, literally, it's just like, I've got everything I need in my local area, so I don't really say, a bit of a, her- a, bit of a hermit, basically, to my locals. So you, tr- you tend to do that when you're not working loads, just stay in your local yeah, area, yeah. doing your nice Keep thing. Keep it local. Yeah. Head to the nearest Cafe Nero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave it. Leave it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Peck and Rye nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, really, really nice. It's like, it's, it's not as bad as, not as bad as Brixton being gentrified, but it's on the verge of getting there. But I mean, it's it's got some yeah, really good spots, great pubs, good food. It's generally just great vibe basically it's funny though isn't it because you find a lot of chefs don't live as clo- don't live close to the restaurant they, they kind, of, kind of like that escape yeah i exactly. live way too close to my place oh, really and i, I it's like He's I in just, the basement yeah I, I, I might as well bloody be I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like two minutes away but i'd like that escape so yeah, when I'm off, yeah exactly i am off yeah you know i mean and when i want to explore because the thing is i find when you a lot of chefs work so much and live in london you don't really live in london do you? No, you live no, in a little no. town no, exactly, exactly. The exactly, York exactly. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, you literally get up at eight o'clock in the morning, go to work, come on, go to sleep and that. So, I mean, at the moment, because we've got a new, newly opened restaurant, I'm always getting a message coming through. Like, when it's your own business, you can't really have a day off, can you? Do you know what I mean? So how long has it been open for now? Was it two months? About two months, yeah, about seven weeks so, eight weeks so. And I mean... Different feeling to the last, to kind of all your last... Things you've done, projects? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it was mine. Scary. Well, it was mine. <laughs> Trademarks. I mean, I'm, I'm about to fill out a pun then, but I'm not going to. Um, well, the thing about it is when you've got a good team around you, like my business partner, Dan, um, who you trust in, it's going to be okay. And like, we have meetings every week, of course. And it's organically kind of 12.51, like... We open a place up now. We get some money coming through the bank. We want to get the floors redone. We kind of got like next stages. Get some more plants in here. Upstairs, we're going to get redone. New up, new chairs. So baby steps. You yeah, can't do anything. Exactly. I like that though. You Sometimes know, I, I don't it. like it when it just comes in and you're just like, bosh. This is all shiny because then you put so much money into it. If there's something that's not right, or the customers go, ooh, yeah. you can't change because you're skinned. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It's like let's happen happen organically, and then the customers can see it happen. You know, yeah. your fans yeah. coming here can be with you at the same yeah, time. Exactly, and that's I'm, I'm loving it. Like the kitchen, like we're getting a few stuff these done in the kitchen, and 
you always got the chef, Nicola. Chef, I'm going to do this time, chef. Yeah, of course you have. It's like, mate, it's like... I just go, never. Keep your head down, mate. Focus on this. I'll update you all when things are happening. So mm. I fed them with a load of information yesterday after having a business, business meeting with Dan. And uh, it's all PMA, basically, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's all, it's all positive. Down, focus, all work yeah, as a team. Yeah. Same idea, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, we're one big family in day, we? We all look, look, look after each other. That's ethos. Is everyone coming up to you, giving you the old, can I have a picture now, though? Even on telly? Yeah, yeah, like, me, like, me in the kitchen, and we have the door open downstairs. Can I have a selfie, please? Like, well, that's nice, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like that. I just take it in my stride, you know what I mean? Like, it's wicked. Yeah. Should yeah, we, um, I mean, like, we're nearly getting to an hour now, I guess. So we we have try a, bit, and... a bit of fun with the L there. Let's, um, yeah, let's wrap it up a little bit. Some quick so gonna, fire. I'm going to hit you with some quick questions. The first thing that comes into your mind. I'm waking up yet, so I might get a bit of time. Speaking of bloody well, mate. Just say crab Chilled sticks from the single one. <laughs> <laughs> right, you've got your readers. It's all right. I, you, can just, you can just smash them out and I'll right. just join in with him. Top three foods you can't live without. Cheese. You can't have Negroni the food. I can't wait for a quick fire round. Jesus Christ. Cheese. <laughs> um, scallops. Oh. And pizza. Pizza. Nice. Favourite food, guilty pleasure. Sriracha. Oh, naughty. That is naughty. <laughs> Just like that. Oh, like that squeezing that bottle. Biggest kitchen disaster. <laughs> when my first Michelin star restaurant I worked at, uh, this guy would be basically reducing down about 20 kilos of like plum tomatoes down to like a four litre gallon container. And we just clean the whole kitchen. And I was like, as being like the chef, so I knew, yeah, I'll put it in the kitchen, for you. I'll put it in a cold room for you. So you get the lid of the, get the, pick up the air container, slips out of my hands, just drops straight down like that. Bosh. <laughs> Still looking at tomatoes four months down oh, the line. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet he was and I, and I, and I just got that look of like, never again. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> that is a good one. This is a geeky one, but we like it. Um, top three bits of kit you can't live without in your kitchen. Um, okay, my my Bluetooth speaker. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the truth. It's the truth. And, it, and, like it, and it's have music on all the time. I can't live without Bluetooth speaker. Probably my thermomix because I never had a thermomix until I went on GBM. And someone, that's just a, yeah, and that's the that. revelation, mate. Like tempering chocolate in there, and um, my, my packer jet. There we go. My, right. my business partner gets wound up because it costs about five and a half grand and we're paying on finance. He gets well annoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you that, can't it goes, it. He goes, that's how much it costs to paint the whole restaurant. Your body pack of jet, what's it do? I'm like, mate, just, you don't worry, man. Beautiful, beautiful churned ice cream, mate. Beautiful churned. In a minute. There yeah. you go. Well, then the thing yeah. is, that now, now you've given it a big plug. You yeah. know you might get another one for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. 1241 James Cock Crew. <laughs> 107 Upper Street, Champion of Champions, you know who it is. Do you, want to, do you want to do your place again? No? <laughs> Just say it's the Hands of Glory. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I need to open a you restaurant. You need to open a restaurant, pal. You'll be backed. If you had to eat the same meal every day, what would it be? Fried chicken. There we go. Banging. <laughs> I remember the last one. Go on, you've got the last one. Who favorite? would be? Because we had like, this, this, this question was huge. It was mine. It was terrible, right? But then we were just shutting it down, but... Who would be your ideal dinner date? You take anyone, dead or alive, rock stars, rappers, right, anything. Such a tough one. First one that came to my head was David Shinola. 
<laughs> I'm having that, man. That is it. <laughs> because, it. I mean, like, you know what, as well? I bet he'd come. I bet he'd, let's try and, let's try and settle up. There's <laughs> in here with his locks, just sat on his own, yeah. drinking yeah. a glass of wine. No one, look, no one listen next to the First person that came for head, David Snowler. Because he's worth it. He yeah. is worth it. Um, thank you so much for today, mate. Thank you very much, um, guys. Yeah, we're going to, we'd love to come, I'm going to come and eat, I think. I'm going to have to have one of these roasts. We're going to have to, and I'm, we'll swap. You have a roast mine, off. Yeah, ledge. Cheers, James, and thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Yes Chef podcast. And listeners, we hope you enjoyed that one. He's all right, him, isn't he? He's all right. And also, 1251, member for a stroke song. Hello. We love him, don't we? We love him. Thank you very much again. Listen, subscribe, like, and please leave a comment. If you've been to some of these restaurants as well that we've recommended or we've interviewed the chefs... Hey, let us know. Please do. Right, have a good one. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.